Rise and shine, rise and grind. Welcome back to Clocked In with Corey. I'm your host, Corey James, and this is Clocked In, the life development podcast where I review how to choose growth and overcome adversity, which means that we're committed to high performance and productivity against all odds. Now, this is episode number 129, entitled The Bullseye, Seven Tips to Building a Strong Inner Circle. And okay, so today I was in a coaching session. I was talking to someone, talking through you know life experiences, and uh, we were just kind of comparing stories. And we both kind of came to a point of looking at past relationships and realizing that there had to have come a point where we outgrew them, where that relationship wasn't really serving us in the same way that it once did. And it wasn't that either of us were holding grudges or ill will or passing judgment based on where we've been, but we were just so committed to where we're going that it was clear that the environment we were in was no longer a reflection of or a launching pad for that next level for us. We had to break free. Each of us in our own individual ways has to break free and has to recognize when the relationship may no longer be serving you, when the environment may no longer be serving you. You have to make your circle shift from being broad and expansive, including everyone from an associate to a family member to the stranger you met on the street to now having an inner circle that is much more targeted, much more specific, much more aligned with your growth and your development. Because sometimes those relationships, hmm, those relationships stem from toxic places. And you have to let go of that past in order to open up the chances for your future. And so you have to let go of those toxic relationships and stop trying to expect yourself from them. Again, stop trying to expect you from them and just focus on you. Focus on developing yourself in the best manner that you can, in the ways that you have access to, with the community that you have access to, with those who will encourage you, who will inspire you, who will challenge you, who will hold you accountable, who will connect with you on a high level. But if you cannot, if you are not willing to let go of some of those past toxic relationships, places, situations, conversations, addictions, right, habits, if you can't let go of those things, then it's so much harder to open the door to your future and everything that you can have access to. And sometimes we feel triggered, right? We feel responsible for those past places, people, and things. We feel like we owe them something. We feel like we have to continue going back, even if it's a place where when we arrive, they ridicule us and talk down about us and treat us poorly because they say that, oh, you think you're too good now. And it's never that, not by any means. But sometimes if I want to bring the best dish possible to the potluck, then I have to go make it at home. I have to go get the ingredients from elsewhere. I have to venture out, learn something new in order to bring it home, right, to the people that I care about in hopes that this can help them find fulfillment and nourishment and improvement. Sometimes you have to leave in order to come back stronger to better support those in your environment. And guess what? Everybody won't get it. Everyone won't understand. And unfortunately, that means some of those people who won't understand that you need to leave in order to find yourself and then come back home stronger, better, wiser, and more intentional, because they don't understand that, 
they may be unintentionally or intentionally keeping you playing small. They may not want to see you win. They may not want to see you grow. They may not want to see you be at your best because that may mean that they have to now strive to be better. And if they have to strive to be better, but they are unwilling to meet you where you are and they only want you to meet them where they are, then you may be forced to spend less time together. You may create more of a rift or at least a distance or a gap and they may want to keep you for themselves. So it's tricky to have that broad circle, that broad social network and no true um, understanding of the circle that you can rely on, that you can trust in, that you can share your vulnerabilities with, that you can connect with on a high level, that you can say like, hey, I'm struggling with something. Have you ever struggled with this? Or I'm trying to figure something out and I know that you've been through this. Can you guide me or point me towards the right resource? Or to just say like, man, I'm having a rough day and a rough time, but if we're codependent and I'm having a rough day and a rough time, right? And you're usually dependent on me, then that means that as I now need to depend on you, you're going, you're, you're going to depend on someone else. And you may not be available for me, which is unfortunate. If your circle right now makes you feel forced to be a lower version of yourself, but you have higher version of yourself aspirations, then ask yourself if this is truly your inner circle or are these just, you know, relationships of convenience? Is there a community of convenience or is it truly aligned with who you truly strive to be, even if that's not who you are today? These are the questions that I'm asking. This is how I self-evaluate in regards to who I spend my time with, who I have the most conversations with, who it is that I share my dreams with, right? Who it is that I say like, hey, I need feedback on this situation, this thing. Can I trust you with it? Or maybe I know this person so well, these people so well, that I don't have to ask, can I trust you with it? Because it's already known. It's already clear. It's already agreed upon. See, sometimes in relationships, it's like death of a thousand cuts. It's like when you're away, you're away for too long, so you hear the negative of it. And when you're close, you were away for too long, so you only hear the negative of it. Which means there's no room for growth, no room for development, no room for being clocked in, no room for improvement, and there's no room for you in that relationship. Let's just be honest. There's no room for you in that place. If you find yourself feeling that gut, that like gross ick, as as I've heard it described as, right? If you start feeling the ick in regards to where you are, then maybe it's time to place yourself somewhere where you can grow, right? Death by a thousand cuts can be the cuts, the comments, the critiques, the questions, or just the, the conflicts that people will try to force on you to bring you down the size to knock you down a peg, to um, to be a reflection of tall poppy syndrome, which is um, you know much well known or much better known in Australia, but it's essentially a reflection of being the outlier or the standout and that being a negative instead of a positive. See, in these moments, we go through it and we ask ourselves, are we doing the right thing? Are we serving our people? Are we moving in the right way? Are we 
letting down the people who we care most about because you can still care about these same people who aren't good for you. Let's be clear on that, right? Only to realize that breaking generational curses and toxic cycles also means sacrificing some relationships, specifically some relationships that you hoped you could hold on to. Unfortunately, though, holding on to certain environments and relationships and people means losing a grip on yourself. And if you lose a grip on yourself, if you let yourself go, then who deals with the the ramifications of that? Who? Who else other than you? Not them. Who else other than you? And so, in other words, in order to break those generational curses and toxic cycles, those things that may have been handed to you at no decision of your own, you have to free yourself by being more intentional about building your strong inner circle. And now that I've laid all this out, let's dive in, right? I call my inner circle the bullseye because the group is small. It's harder to target. And when I say... It's my inner circle. When I'm with my inner circle, I reap the greatest benefit. It's the highest score that I can get. It's the highest version of me. Why? Because I'm challenged. I don't have to be the smartest person in the room. I don't have to be the strongest person in the room. I can actually defer to them and delegate to them knowing that they have my back because they have themselves whole and secure or at least enough for us to sit together at a table to break bread and to find some answers. That's what matters. That's what's important. That's what's life-changing. That's what's transformational. That's what it means to be clocked in truly. And for me, being my highest self is being clocked in and doing this work right here and sharing these types of stories and challenges and ideologies and mindsets with you. Because you deserve it. We deserve it. And with that being said, here's how I redefined my company, right? Or my inner circle right the bullseye and how i created the strongest inner circle possible number one i look for integrity and integrity is having that person that will not only stand beside you but will stand up for you whenever your word is spoken in a negative light and you are not present that's the person who has integrity That's the person who holds strong to their values, who whenever you say we're meeting up at this time, they're either five minutes early, 15 minutes early, or they're on time, but they're not late because they respect your time. That's the integrity, right? The person who can hold you accountable, who also holds up their end of the bargain and makes sure that they are pushing themselves so that y'all can rise up and level up together, not just leaving one another and then you having to pull them up or them having to pull you up. Not to say that that's wrong, but the integrity is saying, I won't let you carry me if I can walk on my own two feet. Intellect, number two, look for the people who have intellect that matches where you're striving towards, right? That doesn't mean they have to be a genius today or that they have to be reading as many books as you do. That doesn't mean they have to be book smart or street smart or or either, right? What it means though, is that they must at least be intelligent enough to understand the need to be lifelong learners in some way, shape, or form. Maybe they have their one specific area, one area where they are incredible, where they are the expert, but they continue growing in that space. That's the type of person that you need around you because they have the intellect to understand that even the wisest man knows that he just truly knows nothing because the world is vast and knowledge is all over the place to be discovered but we must also seek it. We must also seek it. 
Number three is independence. Ooh, man. Meaning that they are self-starting or at least developing in that direction. They are. They have to be somewhat independent enough to go out and to do their own things and bring more back to the table and to the group, right? A codependent friend or family member may be more stressful, right? Because they can no longer, when they can no longer depend on you, they'll turn to someone else they can depend on. It's an unfortunate fact. It's an unfortunate fact. But those codependent people, they need someone to, um, someone to place their responsibilities on. And if it's not you, they may just abandon you by sure circumstance, right? It's nothing personal, but it can feel personal. And again, when you go your separate ways with an independent person, right? Whenever everyone parks after the birthday party, the celebration, the conversation, whatever, you at least know that whenever you guys get back together, oh, there's greatness to be discovered. There's greatness to be shared. There's conversations, there's experiences, there's laughs, there's joy. There's no love lost despite the time that was spent apart because you are independently growing and then collectively growing as well. All right, up next, number four is intentional or intentionality. The people in your inner circle need to be intentional. They need to be intentional about where they're going, what they're seeking, right? I once heard that it's more work having a frenemy than it is having an enemy. And here's why. If you have an enemy, then you know exactly where they where they stand. You know exactly where they're coming from. You know what to expect and to have your guards up. But if you have a frenemy and their intentions are ill or you don't know their intentions in regards to you, then every time you interact, every little comment that they say, you have to ask yourself, did they mean that little snarky remark? Do they really think that low of me? Do they really doubt me like that? Is this person really in my corner or are they in the corner across from me coming out swinging at me without me realizing these are the questions that you have to ask yourself in regards to a person's intentions because if they do not have in good, if they do not have good intentions or if you aren't clear about their intentions and you have to question whether they're a friend or a frenemy then more than likely they're a frenemy right and i've never heard this word before this is brand new i think right um let me figure out how i would even say it what would be the combination of family and enemy because a a family <laughs> Uh, okay no i'm not even gonna try it but your family can be the frenemy too let's just lay it out that way your family can be the frenemy as well so be mindful ask yourself what their intentions might be and if let me just throw this in there if this person is a um let's just lay it out if this person's a narcissist it doesn't hurt to ask them when they make those comments what was your intention in saying that How did you want me to respond? Yeah, lay it all out. Aim straight. Illuminating. Number five, that person should be illuminating. They should bring light into your life. They shouldn't be the gray cloud every time they come around. It shouldn't be a, man, yeah, I'm going to have the party, but that means I have to invite so-and-so. And And you know how so-and-so is. Whenever they come in, whatever wrong that's going on in their life, which is always something, They got to share it with everybody. They got a trauma dump on everybody. So that's going to bring the vibe down. I don't even know if I want to invite so-and-so. So maybe I should just like, you know, man, maybe I shouldn't have to party. Or maybe I should schedule it at a time. 
And these are things that I've heard said that just made me question. Like, wow, this person is bringing such a darkness in your life. One, are you trying to help them out of that darkness that they're in, right? Have you made that effort? And if so, if you have and they insist on staying there, then leave them there. Because, man, some people will try to dim your light and steal your light at the same time. Hear me out. Some people will try to dim your light and steal your light at the same time. And I don't know about you, but I don't have light enough to give to a person who's going to try to dim my light in the first place. So, again, are they bringing dream chasing energy or draining your energy? Are they a source of inspiration and encouragement or are you receiving like a, you know, are you recovering from a negativity binge every time you spend time with them? Think about it. Ask yourself, are they bringing light into your life? That doesn't mean they can't, but I'm saying that if they're part of your inner circle, to some degree, they should. They should because your mindset, your mental health matters. And if they are the negative person, if they are the toxic person, if they are the toxicity in your group, in your community, it's going to erode whatever positivity you do have, little by little. Be aware of it, right? And also, again, humans are allowed to have bad days, but even on their bad days, are they forcing that same energy on you? Or are they expressing that energy and saying like, hey, can, can you help me through this? Good questions to ask. Number six is improving. Is this person focused on improvement, growth, and development? Are the people in your inner circle a reflection of your current mindset or of the mindset that you need in order to develop and reach your goals? Ask yourself that. Are they chasing something of significance in life? And it doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be the girls. It doesn't have to be the guys, right? But are they pursuing something? Are they intentional, again, right? And illuminating and improving in the areas that they should right year to year day to day month to month can you track can they track their growth can they because if they aren't then it becomes very very hard for you as a person who's clocked in who's choosing growth who's striving to really be in their corner and to support them when there's a potential for them to be staying the same and then also to be jealous of your change because if nothing changes, then nothing changes. Ask yourself these things. Are they improving? Are they complacent? Because if so, hmm, it's their choice to be complacent. Or it's their choice to get to the point of the inner lives where they're just staying the same. It's absolutely their choice. But at the same time, it's also your choice to allow them into your inner circle and the behind the scenes of your life. So ask yourself. And number seven, last but not least, are they insightful? Look for people to build your inner circle who are insightful. And so I asked myself, do the people in your inner circle know who they are, who you are, and what you stand for? Are they self-aware enough to be honest, to be open-minded and empathetic and understanding in your communication? Are they mindful when you're together Or do you feel like an accessory to the situation? Are you an integral part of their lives? And do they make themselves an integral part of yours? 
because that inner circle is much closer than just a distant friend who you wish a happy birthday to once a, a year on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, or whatever the case may be. Can this person read the room and understand that some conversations are deep and unnerving and vulnerable and high level while others, of course they can be filled with raunchy rap lyrics and the jokes, right? And poking fun and the trash talk, but both hold value in their own unique ways. Is that person insightful enough to realize these things and to really know who you and not just your social media? Does a person really know you and not just your social media? So just to recap, integrity, intellect, independence, intentionality, illuminating energy, improving, right? Energy and insightfulness. Your inner circle, in my opinion, right? And my experience should be crafted based on these seven I principles. And when it is, man, when it is, you score. You get the highest points. You get the most return. You get the most fulfillment. You find balance, but also counterbalance enough to know where you are and to know where you're going. In my opinion, in my experience, this is a clocked in inner circle. And I can tell you that, man, it took years to cultivate and to create, but I'm blessed to have mine. And yes, it continues to grow and fluctuate. It doesn't have to be five or 10 people, right? It can be whatever, however many you choose it to be. But really what's important here is that you are assessing and self-assessing on a regular basis. So as always, I say again, I love you. I support you. I want to see you win. I want to see you grow. And I believe in your ability to do so. But you must do the work. You must be clocked in. You must choose growth. And you must challenge yourself. So as always, it's a great time to get clocked in. It's Corey. Have a good one, guys.